Welcome back to the special edition of Hill Country Institute Live. We're delighted today to be talking about teachers and prayer and how we can pray for these important people in our society. Our partner in this ministry today is the prayer ministry at First Presbyterian Church. They've been spending a lot of time this year on looking at how to pray for teachers, how to support teachers. First Presbyterian Church San Antonio has a major commitment to education, uh, both in the States and in Mexico through different programs. So we want to be thinking a lot about who teachers are, what their needs are, what the issues are in their life, and how they can have an impact on students. Now, when we think of teachers, I, I want to say we're thinking of everybody that's a teacher from pre-K on up, and we think about classroom teachers, but we also think about coaches and band directors and others that are involved in the educational process. So teachers have been important in all of our lives. They help to form our character. They give us a vision of what we can be. And, and at best, they form friendships with us that last for a lifetime. So I want to welcome you. I'm Larry Leninschmidt. I'm the executive director of the Hill Country Institute. And Hill Country Institute Live is one of our programs, along with conferences and online resources, to bring together people who are leaders in ministry, doing creative things to advance the work of the body of Christ with you, the listener. So thank you again for being with us. We invite you to visit hillcountryinstitute.org. And we also invite you, if you like these programs and want to see them continued, to uh, support us financially. So with me here in the office, we have Rick Lane. Rick is a leader in the prayer ministry at First Presbyterian Church. And McNeely Hayes. McNeely is a member of First Presbyterian Church. And we have a great story that we're going to hear in another segment about how a teacher impacted her at a critical moment in her life. So Rick and McNeely, thank you for being here. Thank, thank you for having us. Thank you, Larry. Delighted to be here. And, and, and uh, First Pres just thanks uh, Hill Country Institute for, for being our partner to uh, unite the body of Christ. Um, first, the Hill Country Institute just does a wonderful job of putting on uh, events that are important to, to the Christian community uh, and important to our churches and um, help in, in, in doing it in, in ways that are invitational to seekers and non-believers and, and also uh, harmonious for the body of Christ, the churches, and the community to work together. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Rick. We, we could really spend the whole time that we have talking about partnership and how important we think that is in the body of Christ today. A church like First Presbyterian Church in San Antonio is very committed to getting the, the Word of God out and building people up and be able to engage the culture. And so we really intersect there. And I always find that, that one group does one thing well and another one does something else well, and, and, and one plus one equals more than two, you know, and the more involved, the better. So, so we really appreciate that. And, in fact, that, that really leads into uh, talking about our guest. Uh, I know we have we've been doing some research about people who have been leading in prayer for teachers, and uh, Linda Cardamus, who lives in Ohio, uh, northeast Ohio, has a website, and we're, Linda, uh, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Linda's been a teacher. Uh, right now, she's 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 more involved at home. She's, she she has. Uh, how old are, are the people in your house now? I've got a little girl who's almost one, and then a son that's almost three. So so that's a pretty full time responsibility, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? <laughs> so, um, but anyway, Linda's Linda's website. Uh, Linda, why don't you tell people a little bit about your website? I think that's a good place to start and segue into some of the things we want to talk about. Sure. Um, after I um, stepped out of the classroom to be home with my kids, I felt God leading me 
to just kind of start sharing some of the lessons I learned as a teacher to help encourage other teachers. And so I started Teach for the Heart. It's Teach the Number Four, the Heart, um, which is just about that, how to teach to make an impact, not just academically, but on the hearts of a student. Mm -hmm. So when you're thinking about the heart, I mean, for someone to become a teacher, it, it seems to me that they generally have a, a warm spot in their heart for uh, advancing children, for helping them to thrive. Would, is that generally the case from what you found? Yes. I mean, of course, there's your cynical teachers out there. But I think for the most part, if someone is a teacher, it's because they do. They do want to make an impact in a student's life. Mm -hmm. So as we're, as we're thinking about teachers, you know, one, and, and you've thought a lot about prayer, what are some specific things that... Uh, that people should, who, who want to be supportive in prayer, what are some specific things that they should be praying for uh, for the teachers that they want to pray for? Well, I think one of the things teachers need the most is um, wisdom. Um, mm -hmm. So that's one thing I know I'm always praying for, and I pray for other teachers just that God would give them wisdom and discernment um, to be able to make the right decision at the right time and just to guide them as they're teaching and trying to counsel students. Yeah, so wisdom wisdom is kind of an all-encompassing thing in it. It's more than just what you what you've learned in the text. It's uh, it's it's how you relate to all of life. Absolutely. Yeah. So we've we've talked with other uh, teachers who've helped wanted help with mentoring. Is is that something that teachers are often looking for mentors to work with their students? Yeah, absolutely. And um, it it really just depends. Um, when, on you know on the school you're at and the situations that you're in, but yeah, mentoring is huge. There's um, you know teachers mentoring students, and then teachers themselves actually need mentors, especially when you're starting out. You know they need a lot of help and advice as well um, to try to um, know what to do in certain situations. So uh, yeah, I think teachers are often mentoring students and then mentoring each other as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then. Uh, uh I don't know, just, I'm just picking a couple of things, but I've heard that some districts have real financial issues, so, so the actual materials become an issue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, yeah, there's a lot of financial um, issues, both in public school districts and also, you know, amongst smaller Christian schools. Um, so, that, yeah, there's, there are real financial needs, um, although I do find that um, sometimes... Um, you know, there's very real financial needs, so that, that's a matter of prayer. And also kind of, kind of finding wisdom of ways around the finances. There's normally creative ways to kind of get around those needs as well and try to still meet the needs of the students even, you know, if you don't have the resources you wish you had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so creativity. We can pray for creativity for, for teachers as well. Another thing to pray for is um, just strength. <laughs> Teaching can be a very tiring, exhausting profession, um, so... I'm just praying, you know, for your teachers, you know, that God will give them strength and energy that they need um, to work and be effective. I remember several years ago, Time Magazine had a, a cover, and the, it had a, pi a picture of a teacher on it, but the head of the teacher was a burnout match. And, uh, <laughs> and that's always stuck with me, that, that it's just so tough to, to go the long distance as a teacher. Yes, and I think, I think, you know, every teacher, there's some point in the year where they feel like that, you know, where they just kind of hit that wall, and it's just, you know, I don't know if I can keep going, and just, you know, kind of need that strength to push through and, you know, get back in the game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, Linda, you've, you, on your website, um, there's, there's just a, a whole lot of interesting things. There's one little uh, cartoon 
you've got a, a, a new teacher starting out, and she's got the sun coming up, and she says, I can't wait to try this and this and this. But then it says all the ick keeps getting in the way. Yeah. And so I've just been trying to bring out some of the ick. And, uh, but, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, teachers face a lot of challenges. Um, there's, there's just a lot of things that can get in the way of what you're trying to do. And um, that's one of the things that I, I try to, you know, help out on our website is by, you know, presenting resources to help teachers kind of get through all that, all those distractions and frustrations so they can get back to being effective both academically and then, you know, counseling students and, if, you know, if they're able to spiritually. Um, and, um, yeah, and that's why prayer is so important, too, because, I mean, ultimately it's the Holy Spirit living in you that's going to, um, if you're a Christian, you know, going to guide you and help you to be effective. And if, if you're interested in uh, prayer, you know, we, we do have uh, a number of sample prayers so that will be on the Hill Country Institute website. And there's, there's good information about prayer. On Again, tell, tell them your website. And my website is Teach for the Heart, teach the number four, the heart.com. Okay. Um, also, what would be um, some things outside of just prayer, but practical things that the community could do to pull around teachers? And um, I guess when you get in those funks of. Um, feeling like all the ache is piling up and feeling like everything's kind of fighting against you, what are some things parents or um, the community can do to pull around and encourage teachers to um, keep working for the students? Sure. Well, I mean, I think just teachers, like, just when someone shows that they care or that they um, are supporting, you know, even just dropping, you know, if you're a parent for sure, um, but even just a citizen, you know, stopping by a school, asking for a list of the names and just, you know, writing a note some of the teachers I'm praying for you I appreciate what you do that means so much to a teacher um, of course, if you wanted to take it a step further and send in some cookies or something like that you know just but just the fact I think teachers um, deal with a lot of parents or you know administrative issues that where people it's, it's very negative you know people are not supportive so when someone um, just just tells them you know we appreciate what you're doing we know it's hard you know keep at it you're making a difference that's really encouraging I was just thinking there's a similarity between being an elder in a church and being a teacher. You, you usually only hear what's wrong. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah it, it is kind of a similar situation there, for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, one, of the, one of the things you have on your, on your website are, are ways that you can model Christ in the classroom. Yes. And it's a, it's a wonderful list. Would you like to talk some about that? And, and, and just before you do that, let me jump in and say this is a special edition of Hill Country Institute Live. <laughs> Uh, and we're broadcasting on KSLR in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, and our, our, our guest in the uh, studio today, uh, our, our show host, Larry Lennon-Schmidt, uh, McNeely Hayes, and I'm Rick Lane from First Presbyterian Church. Uh, Larry is from Hill Country Institute Live. And Rick, Rick and First Presbyterian Church are wonderful ministry partners. So th- thank you. That's First Presbyterian Church in San Antonio, just to be very specific. <laughs> but uh, thanks, thank you all for being here, and thanks, Rick, for, for jumping in. And uh, so, Linda, how do you model how do you model Christ in the classroom? How does a teacher do that? You know, there's so many ways to do it. Um, but one I can think of right off the top of the bat is just to love your students. And, and I think most teachers do it some, to some extent love their students, but kind of just being really intentional about you know showing that love, especially to the students that are the hardest to love. Mm-hmm. So the one that's a behavior problem or trying to distract the class, that, that sort of thing. Exactly. That's the one. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure many of you have heard the phrase, the, or maybe, maybe, maybe it's not, maybe it's more just said among teachers, but it's often said that the 
um, student that's the hardest to love is often the one that needs it the most. Yeah, so. sure. Just an extension of, uh, of, 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 a, of a parable of a lost sheep. You know, we're, we're all lost out there, and that one that's, that's the most lost may be the one that you can have the greatest impact on. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so loving our students is one. You know, another one, and this is kind of an extension, is just to be kind and understanding. You know, sometimes it's easy to be, you know, a little bit grumpy or, or gruff, especially when your students are getting under your skin, but just instead to just be kind, understand their struggles, um, just, you know, show them that you care in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think that at times that gets kind of difficult, doesn't it? It does. It does. <laughs> you know, I mean, teachers are human. You know, someone, students does the same thing that we've told them not to do ten times before, and it's easy to just fly off the handle, um, but just kind of keep your cool and to, um, you know, un- to understand, you know, they, they are going through stuff too. You know, if a student turns in a paper late, do you yell at them or do you kind of give some sympathy? You know, there's still consequences, but you can be understanding or you can be rude. You know, you have yeah. that's a choice that you have to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Thank you. So we can love our students. We can be kind and understanding. Um, one thing I think is huge is um, being humble, too, with our students. Um, it's easy sometimes to get proud and to be like, I don't make any mistakes. Yeah. I hope that the students can see our mistakes mm-hmm. anyhow. So it's, it's almost mm-hmm. silly to try to, to hide them from them, but instead to just be humble, to be real, um, not get offended easily, and just to you know, show our students, you know, we make mistakes, but we're learning and growing together. So much like a, a marriage metaphor, isn't it? I mean, yeah, how, in a sense. Mm-hmm, how you relate to your spouse and being, mm-hmm. being yeah, humble and say, being... yes, I'll put my foot in my mouth again. <laughs> <laughs> yep, just being honest and open about mm-hmm. your faults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have another one here about um, having high expectations and, and, you know, holding students to them. Um, like we definitely, you know, on the ones I talked about being kind and understanding, but that doesn't mean that you should just, you know, lower your expectations and let's just start, you know, letting kids do whatever they want. You know, Christ has, you know, high expectations. And so kind of teaching our students how to, you know, how to rise to the occasion and to, you know, do something something great and training them in that way. It, we, we've uh, had some interaction with a, with a, a student and a, a former student and a teacher, and it seems that the teacher had a belief in the student that was greater than the student's own belief in himself. Mm-hmm. How, you know, that, that, uh, that's profound because it, it comes out later. You know, mm-hmm. it may be 20 years later, but something can click later that was planted by the teacher. So uh, I think that's, that's, a, that's a unique opportunity of being a teacher, isn't it? Yeah, it absolutely is. And, and, and you're right, there's been so many times. I think teachers, we, we have to believe more of our students than they have. I mean, you know, you look at the seventh grader, they're a seventh grader. You can't view them as that. You have to view, imagine what they will be in five years, ten years, and push them towards that. And it's really, it's really interesting. I think it's something that's challenging when you're first starting teaching because you just see your class. And then as you're teaching for a few more years, you start to see those students get older and, and mature. Cause sometimes that you don't even see the fruits of your labor right away. Sometimes it takes a couple years. Um, to, to for that student to grow and mature, and um, but it is so rewarding when you see them really learning, you know, growing and um, you know maturing. It's really it's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. That's so true, and I feel like that's um, 
something that we've seen in one of the other stories we got to hear about earlier on the program, um, just how a teacher can um, pour into a student's life and mm-hmm. share truth and share um, different things about what it looks like to um, what it looks like to look like Christ and um, years down the road get to run into that student again and see the impact it had or and often be unaware of it and so um, that's just really cool to get to hear those stories and get to hear you say that too and yeah it is awesome to share those stories because like I said I think there's a lot of teachers that feel like oh I'm not making a difference and kind of just to realize it does take time you don't always see the results right away but it doesn't mean that you aren't making an impact you know in the day to day Sure, it's like a character formation is a long-term process. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, then, and speaking of character, another point you have is, a, is about integrity. Absolutely, yeah. Um, our, you know, our society today, um, integrity is not always that important to a lot of people. And um, that's really an opportunity if you are a teacher and you have integrity in your classroom and you model that to your students. And then, you know, help them develop it in their life. That really stands out. And that, you know, whether, if you're, even if you're teaching in a public school where you necessarily don't feel like you can say that much, that will shine as a bright light, you know, that the integrity um, that you have and that you, you know, try to instill in your students. Huge. So in a, in a public school setting, you can, you can live out Christian virtues, even if you're not specifically... Uh, giving giving uh, verbiage or, or, or wording those, uh, can't you? Right, absolutely. I mean, just really having that integrity yourself. And, you know, one of the other ones I have is just modeling Christ-like living, you know, having that fruit of the Spirit, that joy, that peace, you know, goodness, faith, self-control. You know, if you have those qualities in your life, which is the Spirit working through you, um, that's, gonna, that's going to um, be different than a lot of other people and you know that's the, you're going to be showing Christ to your students day in and day out in your classroom mm-hmm. yeah you know one other one I have listed here is um, instead of just handing out punishments to stop and take a moment to counsel the student um, you know sometimes it's easy for students who are really busy and we're just like oh you did this here's a detention you know let's move on with my day um, but you know to stop and take the time to kind of try to engage the student find out what they're thinking, you know, what's going on, is there something else going on behind the scenes that's causing this, you know, trying to help them get to the root of the problem, helping them, counsel them, um, and encourage them instead of just handing out a punishment and being done with the situation. And you've got some very specific tips on that on the website, don't you? Yeah, it's it's something we talk about a lot because I really believe it's important. And, um, you know, in a public school, it's a little bit obviously more challenging. You can definitely... You should definitely, though, tell your students truth. You know, you can you can tell truth without saying this Bible verse says this specifically. You know, you can still share you know just truth and you know values with your students. Um, if for teachers that teach in a Christian school, that's obviously a different situation. Then you know you're really you can you can and should use scripture to um, you know impact your students in a very real way. But either way, you know, just um, I think one of the biggest things is stopping to listen so, so many times we just launch into a lecture teachers we tend to just you know you should do da, 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 da. and instead asking them a question stopping to listen and try to understand where they're coming from mm-hmm. and then we can respond and our response is going to be so much better than just the standard canned lecture that we give everybody else so. sure 
Yeah, and I think that that must be one of the more difficult things because you're kind of caught up and you've got your lesson plan, you've got a time allocation, uh, you've got a whole class of people you're trying to move along, and then there's something that 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 throws all that off. And the last thing you you, you may want to do is listen. You may just want to do discipline, get it over with, and move on. Isn't that a natural inclination? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's something you really have to be intentional about. And it's not like you have time to do this every single time a student, you know, whispers in class. <laughs> but, you know, when you have those bigger issues, you know, you have consistent problem or, or, or you know, a bigger issue, yeah, it's, it's worth it. And you probably can't do it in the middle of class because you've got a whole class of students, but just kind of finding a time that you can, you know, pull that student aside and, and have that conversation. It's hard to do, but it's worth it. It's, it's well worth it. It's an investment of time, mm-hmm. and it's going to pay off, you know, big dividends in the long run. Mm-hmm. So when you're when you're thinking about the the Christian truths, and you're in a public school setting, and you can't necessarily, and I'm, I don't want to I don't want to get a teacher in any any trouble with authority, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But but the the Christian ideals are are ideals that I think generally the public would appreciate. So how do we bring bring that home more how what what can you do to bring the 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 truth of scripture about the human person about right and wrong about these kind of values how do you bring that into your lessons and into your conversation right and um you know this is not legal advice just putting that disclaimer out there but um just i mean i really god's truth are universal they're true and what god recommends that we do is good for everybody that's why he recommends it and so um i think just really if we realize that you know all of our lessons like god's truth apply it applies to everything and so while you can't get up there and say you know you know john 3 5 says this um you can still talk about truth you can talk about you know character qualities you can talk about virtue um, you know, for example, I think about, you know, there's so many broken families yeah. and so many difficult family situations. Um, you can talk about, you know, your own, you know, if you have an example in your life of a strong family, you can talk about that and just kind of set forth that as an example. You're not bashing any other situations, but, you know, showing, you know, just even an example of what a strong biblical family can look like. Um, and just, just like that, you know, just, just talking about these things as if they are natural because they they should be you know they should just be um like i said god's truth you know the character qualities um honesty integrity you know not stealing you know all these things are they are universal truths that you can discuss and encourage you know just kind of naturally as they come up throughout the day sure and then then how how about the teacher modeling that you've talked about that a little bit but how else do you see ways that the the teacher can model the fruit of the spirit yeah i mean it's just it's just really going to be just those day-to-day interactions you know how do you react when a student you know we talked about it a little bit before how do you react when a student gets under your skin um what do you do when a parent comes up and tries to you know talk to you and they're mad at you you know how do you react to that and when you're letting the holy spirit guide you because you've been praying and you've been in the word and the holy spirit is directing your thoughts and your actions um, then that's, you know, that's going to really make a difference. That's going to, they're going to say, wow, you know, all the other, my other kids' teachers don't respond that way, that's for sure. You know, they start yelling back or whatever the case. And um, just just letting him shine through you, you know, being consistent, but, you know, loving, 
um, just that day in, day out really um, makes a big difference. Linda, we're having a, a day of prayer here that First Presbyterian Church in San Antonio is organizing on August 23rd. We're inviting churches and individuals to participate in that. They can join us, find out more through the Hill Country Institute website. But uh, we, we really want people to be aware that prayer is an ongoing process. Mm -hmm. And uh, there will be another program like this. Uh, this was a two-week set, so there will be another program. But what, what words would you have for people specifically about organizing a prayer day and praying for teachers? Yeah, well, I would just say, um, you know, as far as just praying on a daily basis, um, put, teach, put teachers on your prayer list, and maybe instead of just praying for teachers in general, um, think of some teachers in your kids' lives or in your life that you know in your church or community, and just pray for them specifically, you know, by name. And, yeah, um, you know, just maybe ask your church if you can organize um, just a, a time of prayer where you get together and, you know, bring some specific names. Ask everyone to bring, you know, four or five names of specific teachers that you can bring, you know, a poet in prayer. Yes, and then and then specific things that we should pray for. You know, yeah, you and once some. again, a few different things for wisdom, for um, strength uh, when they're exhausted, um, and um, just um, patience. And, um, yeah, those are some of the biggest things that I think teachers really need, and encouragement, just that they'll be encouraged. Mm -hmm. Very good. Okay. Well, Linda, tell, tell folks again your website. Once again, the website is teachfortheheart.com. It's teach, the number four, theheart.com. Yes. And, uh, Linda, thank you. Thank you so much for your input today and being part of the program. This is Linda Cardamus from Ohio. We've had guests from Ohio and Mississippi. So the idea of praying for teachers and building these is an uh, ongoing national project. So, Lord, Let's just pray briefly. Lord, we do pray for teachers. We lift them up to you now, these special people in our society who are so committed to young people, to changing lives. We pray that you would give them wisdom, you'd give them support, energy, and courage to face what they're facing. So we thank you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, our listeners, for being with us today. If you're interested in hearing more programs on Christ and culture, please visit the Hill Country Institute website. And we encourage your support. We solicit your support because these programs continue through the gifts of listeners like yourself. Thank you for being with us.